And we're back on the Turf Show Draft Podcast. I'm Kenneth Arthur, a writer at Turf Show Times. And earlier this week, I did a first round mock draft of what's going to happen exactly what's going to happen pick by pick on Thursday, uh, the first round of the NFL draft, 32 teams. Me and three of my friends got together on a Zoom, and we're doing that again to uh, make our mock draft picks. And we went through the first round. As you know, Turf Show Times is a Rams website, and the Rams do not have a first-round pick. So, hey, naturally, let's get into the second round where the Rams have two draft picks, and that's where we'll get to speculate on the Rams and which players they almost certainly will not end up selecting, but uh, we can do our best and talk about the needs for these teams and the players that are in the draft. And uh, at the end, of, at the conclusion of the first episode, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs selected Cesar Ruiz, the interior offensive lineman from Michigan, and that left the Cincinnati Bengals on the board at the top of round two. Before we get to that, uh, let's quickly go around our panel of drafters. Once again, the person selecting right after me will be Greg Gallant. Uh, Greg, welcome back. What uh, are your thoughts here uh, going into day two? Uh, there's a lot of uh, – we were kind of just talking about there's so many great players left. The wide receiver class – He's crazy deep. A lot of good defensive backs coming up. Uh, my next pick is with Colts. They need a wide out, and I'm feeling pretty good about that pick. Yeah. And the Colts, you know, they're feeling pretty good. They've made so many draft picks uh, in the last few years. Um, obviously, they traded their first round pick this year. Uh, they get on the board pretty close to the first round uh, anyway. So, it's uh, good to see what's going to happen for them. And let's kick over to our next panelist, Ryan Meharry. Hey, Ryan, hey. Uh, welcome back. You made that pick for your own Kansas City Chiefs, Cesar yes. Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Um, it's day, let, let's say this is the real, this is Friday. It's the real day two. You've had 24 hours or so to marinate on Cesar Ruiz. How do you feel about that pick? Uh Good. I feel good about it. Like, I think it came down to two players um, that uh, I could see the Chiefs taking. And uh, and Ruiz seems like to be the most likely, like, instant day one starter. Yeah, I mean, that's the way that he's being talked about in the draft this year. Um, And the Rams are looking for a center interior lineman for sure. Sorry, Rams fans. Yeah, and um, I, I know that Cesar Ruiz would be a nice dream pick for them, though being how he is seen so uh, highly above the rest of the centers, it seems like could be a hard for him to get out of the first round, for sure, the top 50. Speaking of top 50, this is one of the top 50 guys I know, James Mastriani, coming back as well to the podcast to talk yeah. draft. You'll be picking hello, hello. third. Hello. Any thoughts for you as we peer out here to the draft or perhaps any thoughts that you guys have had in the last two days in regards to the draft based on news and uh, thoughts, James? Um, You know, my only thought is um, I was going to, I just find it exciting when teams have multiple picks in the first round. Um, 
the Steelers, my, that's my team. They never do that. And I'm always jealous because I feel like it's an opportunity to add, like, you know, several elite, exciting young players to your team. And I'm just excited to see what teams like the Dolphins and the 49ers and the Raiders, uh, what those teams continue to do since they have so many draft picks. That's, that's my narrative. But, you know, you bring up uh, an interesting point, and that's that the Steelers don't usually have a bunch of first-round picks. This year they don't have any first-round picks. But you're also a Steelers fan, and you know that the Steelers consistently come away with good picks on days two and three with quality players deeper in the draft, which is why they're able to consistently stay strong without those high picks. And, you know, that's a good point to start this second round off because – we're talking about guys that maybe won't go in the first round, but every year, really good players go after the first round. Um, I think that when you look at pro bowlers and all pros and that kind of stuff, it leans heavier to first rounders, and there is good reason for that athletic talent and ability and whatnot, but also it's sort of that they have that mark of being a first round pick that gives them a little bit more credo, you know, credibility when they, when they go around. But you can get really, really good, great star Hall of Fame players on day two, and that's what we're going to be doing here in the second round. Uh, Ryan, Greg, did you guys have any thoughts that you wanted to add about um, the draft that you've been feeling in the last couple of days? No, not really. No. Ready to rock and roll. Great. Uh, Just off what you were just saying, though, um, I was reading an article that talked about the stats on, like, offensive tackles over the last like 10 years and how almost all the pro bowl offensive tackles come from the the first round. And it's, for whatever reason, maybe that's the easiest position to project or something, but that's like the most top heavy, like level of success. I mean, David Bakhtiari from the Packers is one of the like rare exceptions to like everyone being a early, early pick of all the good tackles. Yeah, and I wonder how that I wonder how that also lines up with all pro and PFF and everything too. Yeah. Um, well, there's one offensive tackle that's still available that are two I would say that are I think have a chance to start immediately, so. Yeah, there's some good uh, tackles on the board at least yeah, prospect-wise, uh, guys that will certainly get picked fairly early. So let's do it. I'm on the board first with the Cincinnati Bengals at pick 33. Bengals selected Joe Burrow with the first pick in the draft. And there's, like I said, a lot of interesting names here, guys that you could fit because the Bengals have a lot of needs. I'm going to go with PFF's highest rated player left on the board. This would be, I think, the guy that uh, many people might say is the least likely, perhaps, of the remaining players to fall out of the first round. But doesn't mean that he won't, for sure. It could happen. Uh, I'm going to select Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU for the Bengals. LSU Uh, came down to for the Chiefs between Christian Fulton and uh, Cesar Ruiz. Yeah, yeah. Seems like he's going to be a guy that if he gets into this range, every team's going to have to, you know, consider him because cornerback is a need for pretty much every team. And the Bengals select a lot of cornerbacks uh, in this range, so – Makes sense to me. Um, the aforementioned Greg making the pick for the Colts at 34 in the first round. The Colts traded for DeForest Buckner. Yeah. Well, I would say I wonder. There's got to be a correlation between how many teams have corner as a need 
and how deep the wide receiver classes seem to be lately. <laughs> so, uh, totally. speaking of which, um, uh, the Colts are going to take Denzel Mims, a wide out from Baylor. Denzel Mims, good weapon for Phillip Rivers, perhaps. Uh, component next to T.Y. Hilton as the Colts build up with a receiver who could you know, who gets hype sometimes in the top 25. Moving on to the Detroit Lions, James, you're making the pick for the Lions at 35. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> the Lions went defense in the first round and snagged Isaiah Simmons. Um, I had them before as well. And, and so I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go offense here in round two. Um, Give me one second here. Um, and I'm going to draft for the Lions an overall playmaker, uh, big-time playmaker, but also comes with some injury risks, uh, wide receiver LaVishka Chenault Jr. Interesting. Oh, okay. You know, I watched some of, the, I watched some of his tape earlier uh, today, and he is not a wide receiver. This dude is a fucking running back. It's insane. Hmm. Uh, you should watch some of his tape. It, it, it makes sense why he stays injured so much, because he just bowls people over constantly. Great. But whoever drafts him is getting three years of just an – a, an unreal athletic marvel. Hmm. And, then I, and then I imagine he's going to be injured for a long time. <laughs> Still worth it, though. That's worth 35. Yeah, yeah. I, hear, I hear what you're saying, uh, James. I feel that as well when I watch Leviticus Chenault. He's, got a, he's just a different player out there than a wide receiver. Uh, I think that's very accurate. Uh, speaking of accurate, the New York Giants were not quite accurate last year, and all their throws and what they wanted to do. So uh, let's go over to Ryan Meharry picking for the Giants at 36. In the first round, the Giants selected Mackay Becton, tackle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is a kind of a weird spot for the Giants. Like, they've got a bunch of needs. They could go a bunch of different ways. Um, but I think we're going to go with a guy that I personally like. Uh, we are going to go with Curtis Weaver, pass rusher from Boise State. I've wow. seen Curtis Weaver go in a first round today. I've read something about, you know, I've read a mock draft of him going in the first round. So it certainly feels like a range he could be going in. Um, and the Giants always looking for pass rushers. I'm on the board with pick 37 for the L.A. Chargers. In the first round, the Chargers selected – to a Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa? Tagovailoa? Am I saying it wrong? Tagovailoa. 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 I'm not, like, doing a bit. I'm just trying to really say it. Um, so they did select a quarterback in the first round. This quarterback is incredibly uh, unhealthy and fascinatingly injury-prone, and it's going to be a tough road for the Chargers. <laughs> Uh, but we got to keep this guy. Well, you know, the thing is, I think the, the instinct is to get a tackle um, because it's the Chargers. And I just really feel, I don't know, part of me wants to just go with 
I'm a little torn here on a couple of things that they could do, but I'm going to do what I think is the right thing and select Ezra Cleveland tackle out of Boise state because you just got to give um, that offensive line as much hope as possible for now and uh, the future. Uh, Boise state guys going back to back. That, that, that is correct. Boise state back to back 38, the Carolina Panthers. That's on you, Greg. In the first round, the Panthers selected Derek, Derek Brown. Yeah. Derek yeah. Brown. Um, Matt, it wasn't me picking for them in the first round, but I, I like the Brown pick. Um, and since they're, they've addressed the DL, the defensive line already here, I'm going to address the secondary and take A.J. Terrell from Clemson. Uh, A.J. Terrell goes to Carolina. So building up that defense uh, a little bit more. And it's the Miami Dolphins making another pick. They've made four picks so far. Tristan Wirfs, tackle uh, slash guard maybe in the first round. Justin Herbert, quarterback in the first round. T. Higgins, receiver in the first round. And then this is their fourth pick. Um, I was looking at a needs thing and it crossed off tackle twice. So they've made three picks and this is going to be their fourth. And this goes to James. That's right. Um, so <clears throat> obviously I'm not a general manager in the NFL uh, yet. I'm not one yet. Uh, so I, I really like the Dolphins um, draft so far. And I had this idea that I'm going to follow through here with, and this is my idea. So they have so many picks in the next two years, right? Um, so they've already gone really hard with offense in this draft so far, and I'm going to continue to do that. Um, and let them just build the offense up big time around Justin Herbert got T Higgins was another pick. I think they drafted, uh, I forget what, which tackle, but one of the great tackles. Werfs. Werfs. Mm -hmm. So with this pick, I was just making sure that this person is available. Um, with this pick, the Dolphins are going to select running back DeAndre Swift. Available he is. From Georgia. Yeah. I like that. I, when we did our other mock, I was assigned the Dolphins, and I, I went running back at this pick. <laughs> yeah. I went running back at 39 for them, too. They're, all the running backs are falling, and justifiably so, I think, in today's NFL. But they're falling, and when you've already made three picks, why not grab a, the top running back on the board at 39? That's what I'm saying. And, like, and why not this very first year? Like, you know you're going to suck, right? Why not give Justin Herbert so much confidence by giving him a really dynamic playmaker in DeAndre Swift, giving him T. Higgins, giving him Devontae Parker, giving him an offensive tackle? Um, it just it, it makes sense to me, and, and that's why I will be a GM someday, I think. <laughs> uh, you know, when you said obviously you're not a GM, it wasn't obvious to me, and I don't think it was obvious to the people uh -huh. out there, so just so you know. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Um, speaking of obviously not a GM, 
The Houston Texans are on the board at pick 40, and that goes to Ryan Meharry. I want to do make a Bill O'Brien pick. Like, <laughs> this, might be, this might be the draft pick I'm most excited for because he's got to nail it in some way. Like, it's got to be good, and I can imagine it just being a head-scratcher. Uh, can I just say that uh, – can I just say – and we'll know in, in a few years, but I just want to say real fast. Sorry to cut you off. I know it's your time, Ryan. That's okay. I believe that the pick Ryan makes right now will be a better pick than Bill O'Brien actually makes in the draft this year. I Actually, uh, actually that's my goal now. Uh, <laughs> I, I was about to say the exact same thing. I was like, oh, do I want to make a Bill O'Brien type pick or do I want to try to do better? And I'm going to try to do better. Hell yeah. Um, now, I, I think probably the Texans' biggest need is probably interior defensive line, and they could maybe use another edge rusher. Uh, but um, I'm going to go with the guy – I'm going to go with uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, That's I a watched, good pick. I watched uh, Travis Kelsey just – demolish the Texans in that divisional round playoff game, and they could definitely use some help at safety. I like it. Everybody, I think it's a really know, good pick. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, the kind of player who a lot of people, fans of that team, will be excited about because it's Antoine Winfield, and they're going to be looking for that same amount of talent, I guess. Uh, Hart, he's a good player, I'm sure. I don't know that much about him personally, but um, – I think it's a good pick for the Houston Texans. The Cleveland Browns on the board were also looking at safety. Uh, they were looking at almost everything. I I feel like they definitely could look at a receiver, but I don't want to give that to them now when they have, you know, when they could still potentially just stick with the two receivers they got. They don't have a good number three receiver, at least at this moment, but obviously not a, like not one that seems obviously good. So you could go receiver, but I'd like to try and try and do a better job than what I, you know, than what they might do. Uh, so I would try to just pick the best player available who is not a running back. So I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. For the Interesting. Texans uh, almost went there too. Yeah, it's a good pick. But, uh, there's some interesting cornerbacks, I think. At least a couple interesting cornerbacks uh, were left on the board. At least a few. The um, were torn between him and Terrell as well. I mean, how do the Browns feel about um, – what's the dude's name that plays across Denzel Ward that they traded for? Greedy Williams? Uh, or they drafted, Williams. yeah, Greedy Williams. Yeah, how do they feel about Greedy Williams? I mean, I know you can never have too many cornerbacks, but I'm just uh, curious. He got better, I think, as the season went on last year. Oh, yeah. You know, and I mean, that would be – I guess you're, you're right for sure that it's like they took a second-rounder last year, and this would be a second-rounder this year, and then a Denzel Ward the year before that. So, um, for sure, it's a little uh, – they might feel good about him. Um, Man, I'm, I'm, not, oh, and I'm not critiquing the pick. I, I actually don't think it's a bad pick because cornerbacks are so important. Surprisingly, I look at the Browns, and as bad as they constantly are and were, were continued to be last year, I mean, I don't see a ton of holes on their team, uh, interestingly enough, especially, you know, they added Jack Conklin, and they, they drafted Andrew Thomas in the first round of this draft, so their offensive line looks fairly set at the moment. They got a yeah. interior. 
They got an interior yeah. lineman from the Cowboys who I can't remember who it is, but that should help them as well. So things going on, but uh, yeah. Uh, moving to pick 42, that is you, Greg, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. In the first round, the Jaguars had two picks. They selected Jeffrey Akuda phenomenally at number nine. Nice uh, get for them there. And Grant Delpit at 20. So their secondary is looking much different. Uh, what, were you, what do you got them for them at 42? Man, I was looking at uh, – I was saying, like, I had little notes for myself about the picks that I was assigned and what their needs were. And for the Jaguars, I wrote, like, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like, it just says whatever. Like, I feel like they could – go anywhere here um so they still haven't addressed the d line hmm. sorry what team is this the jaguars, jaguars. Mm. yeah the uh, jaguars have a much uh, they've had quite an off season uh, already and certainly from last year dismantled a lot of some of the players that they'd built around. And we don't know if Yannick Nagaku is going to be traded. He's, He's the franchise player. Uh, Ryan's saying that he, he will get traded. Um, My so, sources tell me that he will definitely be traded. And you got good sources because mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs traded for a pass rusher, and that worked out quite well for them. Um, oh, here's an idea. I was thinking about, like, who could be in the market maybe for – um, in Gakwe. And what if the, oh, who, I had some sort of scenario where Washington gets him drafts like a Tristan Wirfs at two trades, Trent Williams for like a, a second to maybe like Cleveland. Um, I don't know. I had a whole thing going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, during that whole thing, Greg, do you got to pick there for yeah, the Jags? The, the Jags, thank you for your uh, for your vamping, uh, Ryan. The no Jags, problem. and this might be a bit of a reach, but I have seen it in some mocks. I'm going to have the Jags take Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle from Texas Christian University. Ross Blacklock. That seems to be a pretty good pick, I think. The uh, Jaguars did uh, trade Calais Campbell, so they, uh, their defensive lines got one less there. They took Taven Bryan in the first round a couple of years ago. Taven Bryan really stands out for me as a, a guy. There's like a, a short list of players who I'll never remember were first-round picks, mm-hmm. I feel like. And Taven Bryan is a guy who I just does not register at all to me as a first-round pick. I remember when they picked him, and I was like, who the fuck is Tavon Bryan? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that feels like a very, I remember he wasn't even a, I remember he wasn't like a big popular defensive, uh, tackle prospect. Yeah. Um, speaking of big popular, you're, uh, big and popular in the weed community, James, as as you smoke that marijuana. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) and Mitchell Trubisky is big into titties. So what? So let me tell you guys, let me tell you guys something here. So, you know, Mitchell, Mitch Trubisky, before he potentially loses his job to Nick Foles, um, they, they need somebody across Allen Robinson. I know they need cornerback depth. Uh, I know they need, you know, um, some defensive stuff, but, um, I want to give them a big yak guy 
to play across from Allen Robinson. So I'm going to give this is headed. I'm going to give them wide receiver Brandon Ayuk oh. from Arizona State. Um, I think that he could like help uh, help open up their offense a little bit. I went back and forth between maybe him and Michael Pittman, but I decided that Michael Pittman's too much like Allen Robinson um, in, in like stature and, and sort of style. Mm. Although Pittman has incredible hands. That dude had the best like catch rate in, the, uh, in, in college the last couple of years. Yeah, I was watching Brandon Ayuk last night and a uh, very exciting – He's so fun to Arizona watch. State. Yeah, it does a lot of different things out there. Tough to – so many guys. Like, he moves like uh, – and, Kenny, tell me if this feels like accurate to you. Maybe not. But he, he moves like LaShawn McCoy to me. Mm. I can see I can see that. I think that uh, it's just when you go and you re- watch all the tape on the receivers this year, and like we were saying, you get in that third round, fourth round, I think you're really – looking at guys who every team and fans will be excited to add to their offense. Like so many guys that when it's, you get that highlight tape of whether it's Brandon Ayuk or KJ Hamler uh, or Michael Pittman or yeah, face Claypool and you start looking at some of the measurables and everything you're, you're thinking, I can't believe, you know, you're getting this guy is in the third or fourth round, but it's also what Greg alluded to that I think is totally relevant, which is there's only so much talent. There's only so much football talent. It's, it's limited, you know, it doesn't grow just because if there's more fans or more teams or more colleges or more money being put into it, you're not going to get more talent. But I think as players are younger, they start choosing what positions they want to play. And if you're kind of a receiver-ish body, you might just be like, I want to be receiver. I want to catch the yeah. touchdowns. I want to be Tyreek Hill. And so the cornerbacks certainly do, I think, <laughs> lose talent in that way. Just like I think there are more pass rushers than there are offensive tackles. Those big guys are like, hey, I want to get the sacks and be a $100 million guy like Demarcus Lawrence. I don't want to necessarily be uh, Charles Leno, even if Charles Leno is a good player. Um, yeah. It's, so that's, uh, there's a lot of good yeah. receivers in here. I guess that was a little can bit I of a, a second. Can I, make a quick bold, can I make a quick bold prediction? Yes. I predict <laughs> – Brandon Ayuk, within the next three years, will end up having the type of season that Chris Godwin just did for the Buccaneers, where just out of nowhere leads the league in so many different categories. There's close to the top of it. Um, I'm gonna, yeah. Hey, that's, I, I, that, that's how much I believe in Brandon Ayuk. I like that about Brandon Ayuk. I don't know about Mitchell Trubisky, but uh... – <laughs> Well, no, that's uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, that's why I said in three years. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Trevor um, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lawrence, for sure. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, Ryan Meharry, they just were on the board. They selected Denzel Mims. Uh, what would you like for them to take care of here at 44? Um, they would love to get their quarterback in the future, but they feel like uh, – that's a little too high for uh, any of the uh, other quarterbacks Ooh. right now. Uh, so I think they're going to, they want to try to maximize what they've got for this upcoming year for likely Philip Rivers last ride. Um, 
they want to give them some help on the opposite side of the ball. They want to, to really uh, make this, the, the defense strong. So they're going to add some pass rushing help in the form of uh, Julian Aquara, pass rusher from Notre Dame. Oh. Julian Aquara, Notre Dame off the board. <coughs> going to the Indianapolis Colts. Feels Coltsy. The right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock at 45. Of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a huge move on Tuesday, trading for tight end Rob Gronkowski, yeah. giving him, pairing him back up with um, Tom Brady. Poor O.J. Howard. <laughs> well, you know. Good up and out. Good up and out. I mean, there's only so many balls to go around, but. Uh, yeah. That's could, what I mean. He could sort of be – he could have like an Aaron Hernandez-like impact as the second tight end. Jesus uh, Christ, Ryan. One well, only. Well, now, now you, can't, you can't rate this as fucking clean. Uh, Ken said titties earlier. <laughs> <right there. laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking about drug use, James. Uh-huh. I didn't talk about it. I just did it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm on the clock for Tampa Bay. I see a lot of, I I think with Tampa Bay is here now, you know, I felt they were pretty good after the season. I felt they got better, obviously with Tom Brady, um, or at least maybe that's not obvious to everybody, but he's got to be better than Jameis. So, you know, I thought that they were getting better. And then Rob Gronkowski, you know, assuming that he's coming back because he feels really in shape and everything like that. I think that they could really just pick the best player available to them. I think it's a little bit of a luxury. They added Javon Kinlaw in the first round, which seems like great, a great pick at 14. So I'm going to do something. Uh, I am going to select Jalen Hurts for the Bucks at Whoa. 45. <clears throat> I, think they can, wow. I think they can afford to have a developmental player, player there. I think that they are all in on this year. I think that it's going to be difficult for them to draft anybody in the middle of the second round that's necessarily going to help them right now. I don't, I don't uh, approach the draft that way personally, but um, as they might not uh, agree with me, but it's going to be Tom Brady as the starter, and then they've got Jalen Hurts to develop, and they've got, currently they've got Blaine Gabbert and Ryan Griffin also on the roster, but I don't even mind if Jalen Hurts is the number three QB this year. Um, I think it's a good time to start working a guy in so i'm going with jalen hurts interesting i love about that here's what i love about that pick ken is like you get you get somebody like jalen hurts who is pretty raw but like really talented to come in and learn underneath the greatest cheater in nfl history (laughs) and he can learn how to manipulate the ball and manipulate Uh the rules under tom brady and then come in and just fucking dominate dude that's great exactly (laughs) In that scenario, in that scenario, do you see Hurts getting snaps year one as a wideout or a running back? No, I don't personally need that to happen. I feel like I would want him to focus on the quarterback stuff, um, but I feel like it's a future pick. Like, it's a future pick. I almost like I feel like if I start thinking about that kind of stuff, I'm like. I don't have that much confidence in his quarterback potential. 
So you don't see him. him, You don't see him as a Robinson, as a Michael Robinson or a Denard Robinson. That's not why I'm drafting him. No, I would want him to be the quarterback. He's six two or whatever. You know, I think he's like. That's Lynn Bowden Jr. If you were going to do that with any player in this draft, you do it with Lynn Bowden Jr. Have you guys watched uh, any of his tape? No, I haven't. Oh man, you guys got to look up Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky. So he he was the starting wide receiver, who then became the running or, or sorry, who then became the starting quarterback midway through the season, and averaged 170 yards rushing per game as the quarterback. And he's entering the draft as a wide receiver. He's essentially kind of a like um, he's an Antoine Randall L. Who. Cordell Stewart, but the difference is, is he started as a wide receiver and played quarterback for one. Actually, he's more like Heinz Ward because that's what Heinz Ward did at Georgia. Mm. He was a wide receiver that started at quarterback his senior year. So, mm. um, watch watch some of his tape. His tape is, I mean, he's a no offense if he's listening to this. He's a terrible passer of the football, but yeah. amazing runner. Um. Uh, yeah, we'll move to the next pick here. The Denver Broncos at 46. Uh, the Broncos earlier in the draft selected C.J. Henderson at pick 15, cornerback. Uh, Greg, you're on the clock for the Broncos. Yeah, I think if I'm the Broncos, uh, I'm happy that uh, there's still some good wideouts uh, on the board here. I think Cortland Sutton is – the real deal and having a, a good number two would help him out even more. Um, you know, you've got Pittman out there still, right? Mm-hmm. But similarly to James, or sorry, I can't remember if it was James or Ryan's bear pick of maybe too similar to Allen Robinson. I worry that he's too similar to Sutton. And so I'm going to take maybe a slightly riskier, higher upside pick, but a guy that I really like, a guy that I watched fucking dominate uh, in the Big Ten for a while, uh, K.J. Hamler, Penn State. Mm. Oh, nice. For them, I think. Very exciting player. Uh, K.J. Hamler goes to the Broncos at 46 out of Penn State. 47, the Atlanta Falcons. That's you, James. And the Falcons in the first round of pick uh, 16 selected A.J. Epinesa, uh, who Ryan called, you know, one of his favorite players in the draft. So what would you like to do for Atlanta in addition to Epinesa? Um, You know, I want to continue to help um, Atlanta on the defensive side of the ball they are a little bit of a mess. Um, and so that being said, I want to give them, I'm, I am, and I apologize for the pronunciation of this name, uh, cornerback Noah Igbenagin. Igbenagin. Noah yeah. Igbenagin. Yeah, I think that's uh, from Auburn. Um, 
The Auburn cornerback goes to the Atlanta Falcons at pick 47, Noah Igbinogini. It'll be nice. Moving on to the New York Jets and Ryan Meharry. Earlier in the draft, the New York Jets, Jets selected Jet Jerry Judy from Alabama, receiver. Ryan, who would you like to put with the Jets? Looking at the Jets roster, they have a lot of holes. For a team that, what would they finish, 7-9? and nine? I can't remember what they finished, to be honest. I believe they did. Yeah, they finished 7-9, and nine, which is pretty shocking <laughs> considering how bad this roster looks. Um, they could use help anywhere. Jerry Judy's a great start, but I think we need to give uh, Sam Darnold a little more help up front. That's why we are going to select Austin Jackson, offensive tackle from USC. Love it. That's a great pick. That's yeah. a really good pick. I didn't even know he was still available. Yeah. That's yeah. Then if they got Austin Jackson and Jerry Judy out of this draft, the Jets should be like ecstatic. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, the Jets improve their offense for Sam Darnold. Do you guys like Sam Darnold? I mean, I have that whole little group of uh, quarterbacks, uh, Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Obviously, Josh Rosen's not been a part of it at all. Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. How do you feel about Sam Darnold at this point? I think this – go ahead, James. I was going to say, I didn't – I know he has, like, interception problems from USC – um or, or turnover problems overall i am rooting for him even though he's in the afc and we talked about this on the last episode a little bit simply because i am so ready for the rest of the afc east to get good and to just be better than new england yeah um i know that doesn't answer your question i like him more than i like josh allen um and I like Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is um, a really fun, exciting player who may not be able to pass as well as others. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think in the end, though, Sam Darnold would be better than Baker Mayfield. Mm. Oh, la, la. Yeah. Uh, I like to take for sure. I like Darnold a lot. I hope he's not a quarterback who – uh, who's like a David Carr, who just like never gets any real help, is just kind of like talented, but uh, is kind of just left hanging in hanging in the wind. And um, that would suck. Yeah, yeah. That's like a good. That's a good comparison. Carr, yeah. Uh, so hopefully the Jets follow my lead and um, to get Austin Jackson in the second round after whoever who was responsible for selecting Jerry Judy in the first. That would be me. Great pick. Great pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of great picks, I'm on the clock, and I am choosing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a oh, touchy buddy. situation. As I look at the Steelers and roster and the players left on the board, I know through conversations with James on the thread uh, quite a bit how much they talk about running backs in this class. Yeah. But I just – I can't – for the Steelers, I can't uh, give them a running back at this point. I, I, I'm gonna. The reason I'm going away from that is just I feel like the Steelers not having a first round pick. You know, the reputation of the Steelers is just like a tough. I don't know. It's just like I want. Partly wants to go defense. 
United States v. Falstaff Brewing. Wants me to uh, go and get like just like a, a player uh, that seems to fit with the Steelers, and I think you can get a running back later on. And I know that they say I know other things that James has talked about with regards to the Steelers, and I know that they say this is not a good class of tight ends, but I think that one name who's been talked about uh, this week. He was talked about as a first-round pick. Then he went out of being a first-round pick. Now he's being talked about as a first-round pick again. I'm going to say the Steelers select Cole Kmet, tight end, out of interesting to interesting uh, potentially give them a you know maybe this guy should have been a first-round pick after all. They need a tight end. You talk about it all the time, James. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach for some, but I feel like James, are you are you excited for Eric Ebron? Mm, no, not – I mean, I a little bit. I think he'll be a good uh, red zone target for, for Roethlisberger. Um, the way the Steelers use the tight ends, though, like you have to be able to block. Like that's number one. And they don't use tight ends the way like the Chiefs use tight ends or the Eagles use tight ends. And so um, – I don't know that Eric Ebron is going to be able to block the way that they, I don't know. I don't know how well he'll fit in the system unless they were, unless they change the system in some way. Also just, but Ben, ben, ben loves the tight end. I mean, like Keith Miller caught a shit ton of balls. I feel like um, I've just heard more and more negative stuff about Eric Ebron in this off season. Uh, as a locker room situation, and, and maybe that was just a single incident or teammates. Who knows? I I mean, I'll say this as a as a as a fan who knows a lot about the team. Like, I in no way feel one. I think the Steelers tight end room last year was one of the worst in the NFL, and I in no way feel as a fan secure about that position. So I don't hate the pick at all, and I do think they go offense in the in with their second round pick for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There are so many things. I feel like I felt like, again, I could pick a lot of different positions and also not necessarily, I'm not necessarily looking to fill the needs right now. I'm looking to like, maybe like build the team. Yeah. Look ahead. Yeah. Because I mean, with the Steelers, you pick a defensive guy, where are they going to play? You know, they're not going to start, you know, there's, they've got the whole thing. They're not taking a deep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I felt like, well, yeah, we don't need. I don't need to talk about the pick forever. It's just, uh, I do feel. Can I uh, say with? Can I just say uh, for fun the way the board is laid out? How, who I think that they would uh, of be thinking about? Uh, I know they love Grant Delpit. So once he's off the board, I I don't think they go safety in the second because I know that they want to pick up a safety, um, and and they want to go offense with that first pick. Um, I think it would come down to either. Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Michael Pittman Jr., or Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, the guard center from LSU. But I think they're pretty happy with their guard situation. I think their right tackle situation is worse. 
Well, also, you know, let's see what the board looks like at the end of the round, and uh, maybe some of those guys will still be around for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. James, as far as the right tackle goes, do you think they would take Wilson from Georgia? I totally think they'd take Wilson from Georgia because they want – they love their right tackles to be good run blockers, and that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of run blockers, the Bears run the football sometimes. Uh, they're on the clock with – Greg making the pick at 50 for Chicago. Well, they, the Bears, uh, I think James earlier went with uh, the wide receiver, Ayuk. So secondary seems like (laughs) a good one to attack here. Um, This is coming down to a choice between a couple safeties from very small schools. And uh, I think I'm going to give the edge to Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. Oh, Jeremy Chin, safety going to the Chicago Bears, uh, and they picked Brandon Ayuk earlier in the round. The Dallas Cowboys at pick 51. That goes to James. Earlier, the Dallas Cowboys in the first round selected K. LeVon Chase on edge. James, what do you like for Dallas? Um, I think Dallas here has to go offense. I think they need another, I think they need another wide receiver. Um, I'm just checking to see who's still on the board. One second. I mean, really what they need is a slot receiver. Um, and, um, the best one is already gone. KJ Hamler. Um, I'm going to do something crazy here. And... Because I think this, I think this person can play in the slot because they are such a good uh, playmaker, um, and they're so dynamic. Uh, I'm gonna give the Cowboys wide receiver Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky. There you go. There he is, Lynn yep. Bowden Jr., Kentucky receiver, going to the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, that brings up the team of the podcast uh, origination. Uh, the LA Rams are on the clock, and the you know I feel I, I feel fans you can entrust Ryan Meharry to make a solid choice for you. Oh yeah, right here at pick fifty-two, he's he's going to look at the board, the needs. Let's go it over to Ryan Meharry at pick fifty-two. Um, hi, Rams fans. First off, I just want to say uh, I feel your pain right now. Uh, this team, with its cap issues and looking at its like depth chart and like what all the needs they have, like players that like they could go so many different uh, directions right now. The guys are getting older. Like, do you get to, like your eventual replacement? Try to get your eventual replacement for Whitworth. Uh, I could definitely go interior offensive line. Um, there's, there's, it's tempting to go best player available and take one of the uh, running backs, either J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor, to try to, like, I mean, you've got Ramsey, Donald. You've got something here, maybe. And, and uh, uh, the Rams offense was at its best when Gurley was really rolling, so maybe try to really inject some talent at the running back position to try, uh, get yourself <clears throat> Yeah back to the playoffs, but man, you're not going to like hearing this. This looks like a team who could be picking 
would be picking in the top five, uh, having a top five draft pick in 2021. This just sort of seems like a mess. Um, but to try to like, really, you think, you think that you think they're that bad? I think their offense could be real rough next year. Interesting. Uh, but so to try to like give them some, some stability, uh, I think the best way to do that is to, uh, Get uh, get better up front. I'm going to give them uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, the third uh, offensive lineman from LSU. Lloyd, it's a solid pick. That that dude is really good, and he can play guard or center. Yeah, it looks like he probably uh, on this board would be the top rated interior lineman left. I think Rams fans, as mm, I'm going to say, as much as they hate your fucking guts right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel for you, like. Uh, like who know? I mean, it all depends on golf. It it depends on golf. How yeah. how well golf plays. Um, For sure, biggest golf believer, personally. You don't believe in golf? No, I don't believe in golf. <laughs> golf is <No>. dead. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah. So speaking of golf, you know, he was drafted first overall, and the Eagles picked second overall and chose Carson Wentz that year. And now I'm on the board with the Eagles at 53. Um, earlier I picked for the Eagles and I selected receiver Justin Jefferson, uh, which is very clear. I think obvious player, team, need, all that kind of stuff made a lot of sense. Here in the second round, I feel I could go uh, in a ton of different ways for Philadelphia. I would like, I, and I feel like as I've we gone through the second round, um, maybe the linebacking group isn't super strong in this area i don't know if you guys have uh, felt that as well but feels like maybe that it's not the strongest linebackers here in the second round no. um, and we'll see if maybe any go off the board but uh at cornerback uh, i see a player who some mock in the first round if you get him here at 53 i think that would be a nice get for philadelphia a team that Definitely needs cornerbacks now and in the future, even after trading for Darius Slay. They've got a few developmental guys still. I don't know what the status of Sidney Jones is ever going to be. But here, the Eagles select another cornerback, Damon Arnett, out of Ohio State. Uh, Philadelphia selects him. So now moving on to the Ooh, Buffalo Wait, Bills. what position? What, sorry, what position is that? Cornerback. Oh, cornerback. Gotcha. The, uh, the forgotten guy behind Jeffrey Okuda. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys ever have any uh, gut feelings about those guys? There's always ones every single year, plenty of them. Um, they play next to an elite player, and then they get drafted in the second or third round. Do you have any sort of thoughts of like, oh, I kind of don't like those guys because they're playing next to an elite player and – you know, maybe they'll be the next Ryan. You could probably attest to this. The next Ryan Sims. That's uh, exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> do you guys uh, are you do, are you opposed uh, maybe to guys who have been in those situations? Yes. Maybe. I mean, like that. That immediately makes me think of uh, for the Steelers, Martavis Bryant, <clears throat> who was the third wide receiver on Clemson with DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. Mm. Yeah. I believe, and, I believe Adam Humphreys was also on that team and Mike Williams. It's crazy. Holy shit, really? That's crazy. That is crazy. Don't quote me on it. What's going to be like that? That They say the other two Alabama wide receivers that were freshmen this year are going to be first-round picks too. 
Well, I feel like when I was watching, I was watching Tua's highlights yesterday and, or it wasn't even highlights. It was just game footage. And I, that's what I was watching it. I was like, I really felt when I was watching Tua, this is maybe the best quarterback to watch in the draft. Better than Joe Burrow. Like when he's playing, I like watching him more than the other guy. He seems so fluid. Like everything about him feels he's right. so good. And at the same time, the reason I wouldn't draft him high is the injury stuff. I think it goes well beyond the hip. And then watching him play, I also felt he didn't make so many. I think I made some bad decisions. Maybe he makes, you know, I think he may could. To me, he's like Russell Wilson light-ish, you know, in certain ways. Uh, but that also means he could be like Russell Wilson. So I, I'm high on him in certain regards. But anyway, to attack, when I was watching him, it wasn't Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs that I was watching. It was the other guy, Damian. Williams or whatever uh, his name is, because he's yeah got, he's got someone else's name. There was another guy there's, that had the same name. Yeah, there's two guys on that team that are gonna come in and immediately be like Devonta Smith. Devonta yep, Smith is, is the best one by far. He's by yeah, he's like the big one. Well, he was a junior. Why didn't he go in the draft? I guess yeah. I should I should know something like that, but. For an education, uh, Kenny, isn't an Alab isn't a University of Alabama education better than several million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> Just say Devonta Smith last year, twelve one thousand two hundred fifty six yards, fourteen touchdowns. Jerry Judy, one thousand one hundred sixty three yards, ten touchdowns. Henry Ruggs, seven hundred forty six yards, seven touchdowns. Oh. Jalen Waddle, five hundred sixty yards, six touchdowns. And then that Najee Harris, I like watching him play too. That that's the dude. Najee Harris is is another dude. I think he might be a freshman or a sophomore. Um, and Actually, he's a junior. He could have gone in the draft too. That's crazy, really. Yeah. Um, that dude's supposed to be really good. I think he might be more of a slot receiver. Uh huh. I might be wrong. And it'll be interesting to see what the uh, backup quarterback Mac Jones does next year. But um, and whoever else another Mac Jones, Mac. Oh, thank God! Dang it! <laughs> I want another Mac Jones. Uh, all right, that's the uh, virtual intermission. Um, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. That's Greg. Uh, the Buffalo Bills—they have not picked yet. So, what would you like to do for them? Jonathan Taylor. Best player available, probably, for a lot also, of players. I think they have Man, a that's a great pick for them. They have a need at running back and edge. And like we said, the edge the, the edge players have really thinned out here. The running backs are sliding. Uh, give me Jonathan Taylor for them. I don't, I don't think he could possibly make it past 54. No yeah. way. He'll, be, he'll get picked way before this. That dude is nasty. Um. At 55, the Baltimore Ravens, James, the Ravens previously on draft selected Jalen Rieger at a TCU. Who would you like to pick for them next? So this is going to be crazy um, really fast. Do you guys think, go back to Jonathan Taylor, do you guys think he, he looks a little bit or reminds you a little bit of Robert Smith at all? That's a name I haven't thought about in a while. Hmm. The Vikings? Yeah. Yeah. Vikings. Like, really, really, like, explosive runner, but, like, not mm. great at uh, catching the ball or, like, blocking or anything. Mm. Um, 
Hmm. Anyways, um, of course, I, I hate that I'm picking for the Ravens. I hate the Ravens. They're my least favorite team in the NFL as a Steelers fan. Um, at first, I was going to give them linebacker Willie Gay. Um, he seems to be kind of like a really, really high ceiling guy that um, I think is, I mean, he has a couple like little character issues, but for all intents and purposes, like it sounds like he's going to be a really good uh, football player, but I think he's probably going to be more of a third round pick. I'm going to give them somebody that I think is going to really help their offense a lot. uh, Continuing to move forward. Um, and that is, sorry, I just lost the name. My bad. Um, guard Damian Lewis Mm. from LSU. Damian Lewis. Uh, yeah, certainly a guy who goes in this range on plenty of uh, mocks. This would be good for the Ravens, and certainly it feels like a ravens pick. They had another guard named Lewis not too long ago, Alex Lewis. So at and Marsha, 50, they, they got to replace Yanda. At some point, for sure. Uh, is he – what was the – Marsha Yanda still plays, right? No, he retired. Oh, he, he retired? After last season, yeah. Forgot that news. I won't forget the news of who the Dolphins pick at 56, though, uh, at least not immediately. And let's throw that over to Ryan Meharry. So far, the Dolphins have picked a quarterback, a tackle, a running back, and a receiver. What would you like to do here? It's not, we got to go defense now. We got to, because the Dolphins were pretty bad uh, on defense last year. Um, a lot of guys that can look at. They added some good players in uh, in free agency. They've added some some good names. Uh, I mean, they got Byron Jones to so the secondary with him and Xavier Howard. The cornerbacks uh, uh, should be pretty good. They could definitely use some safety help. Uh, we you know we got uh, Tristan Werps. So the offensive line is on the rebuild, but like uh, could definitely use the other four player uh, starters <clears throat> on the offensive line. Could also use upgrades. But uh, I, want, I want to inject a little nastiness into this defense and a little athleticism. And uh, James might think that uh, Willie Gay Jr. is a third-round talent, but I would, love if, I would love for him to fall to the Chiefs in the second round. Uh, I like the, it. The Dolphins are going to scoop him up here. Willie Gay Jr. goes to the Dolphins at 56. You know, I almost wanted to put Willie Gay Jr. to the Steelers. And you know why that is, James? Because because we used to have a player named William Big Play Gay, cornerback. It all it all made sense, and with <laughs> Parker, it all just made so much sense to me. I was like, oh, that's the name I associate with that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, look at me! The Rams and me are on the board at pick fifty-seven, so I get to do Ooh, something perfect for the Rams. They picked Lloyd Cushenberry at fifty-two. I'm not going to waste any time. The Rams pick Isaiah Wilson tackle out of Georgia at 57. Good uh, pick. That dude is a mauler. He's, he is going to open up the running game for whatever team he's working uh, working for. Uh-huh. I think, uh, and Sean McVay, you know, 
these coaches, all the talk about the past, I think all these coaches, they, they want the run, you know, they want it. They're still pretty old school. Some of them obviously don't. Uh, the Chiefs certainly are a passing team, but a lot of guys want to set up that pass with a run or whatever. And the Rams getting two offensive linemen makes perfect sense to me. I don't need to rush on a running back or something else. Uh, they keep on investing, you know, and I think at this range in the draft, maybe you get a 50-50 shot at a starter. So take two shots, and you'll have a little bit of better odds at, at coming away with one starter. So I think that's smart. Do they like – do you know if they like the um, – or not uh, – it's not Devin Singletary. He went to the Bills. Who's the running back that they got? Uh, Daryl Henderson. Uh, Do they like him? It's not looking great. Yeah, really. Yeah, but they are so far, you know, starting him at this point. But uh, that probably may not last. And I, I, you look at the board right now um, for running backs. You still got J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Cam Akers, uh, Zach Moss, Darrington Evans. A lot of these guys have been connected, you know, in this range, uh, as well as with certain teams. So uh, plenty of running backs on the board for us. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings at pick 58, going back over to Greg. The Vikings have taken a cornerback and a linebacker. What would you like to do here? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, if I'm the Vikings, I'm happy with Gladney and Kenneth Murray in the first. Uh, But now I think it's time to replace Stephon Diggs. Uh, in terms of a, an extra weapon, and I'm getting, I'm getting Michael Pittman Jr. for the Vikings. Yeah, there Very it is. Exciting young player going to the Vikings, Michael Pittman Jr. lasted this long. Yeah. He reminds me of Brandon Marshall, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, just, just like an amazing possession receiver, never dropped a pass. Uh, he's going to be so good. Uh, speaking of so good, James, you're smoking, smoking some of that good. And I am kicking it back over to you. Uh, in the first round, you picked Yetter Gross Matos for the Seattle Seahawks. And, and I get him again. Second round, you are picking for the Seahawks again at 59. What would you like to do? Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to need a second here. Sure thing. Um, I'm looking at the uh, board, some of the... Draft Network's top-rated players available, J.K. Dobbins, Neville Gallimore, Marlon. Mm-hmm. This is for the fans as well. This is for the, the listeners out there. James, please uh, feel free to ignore me or do your thing or think about it. Uh, Terrell Lewis out of Alabama, uh, Kyle Duggar, safety, Ashton Davis, safety, Justin Matabuiki, uh, inferior defensive line, Raquan Davis, same, Jordan Brooks, Josh Uche, Jonah Jackson, Donovan People Jones, Chase Claypool. The list goes on and on. Um, Great. Um, so I am um, I'm gonna continue to help uh, Seattle's pass rush here. Um, and I'm going to give them a really exciting pass rushing interior defensive lineman. Um Defensive tackle Jordan Elliott from Missouri. All right. Jordan Elliott from Missouri goes to the Seahawks at 59, giving them two new guys there. Ken, do you know who his pro comp is? Darren Reed? (laughs) No. No. uh, It would have to be someone that's a good pass rushing uh, defensive tackle. 
I Michael Michael Bennett. Oh, really? Yeah, Michael Bennett. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. You know, they love guys such as Michael Bennett. Haven't been able to find one quite as productive as him since he left. Uh, so Jordan Elliott and yet a gross Matos. I mean, I think that for the Seahawks, they definitely can go back to back defensive linemen, you know, consistently, but you know, the guys, the thing is Jadavian Clowney probably hasn't been signed for a large part because of the comp pick formula. And after the draft is over, they've moved, the NFL has moved the date up to Monday in which a team can sign Clowney and not, it won't count against their comp picks for next year. It also means the Seahawks won't get a comp pick for Clowney. So in all likelihood, if comp picks were holding up Jadavian Clowney from getting signed or Jameis Winston from getting signed, uh, then that'll end on Monday. So the, the you could see some news there. Mm, uh, interesting. I think the Seahawks are uh, probably very likely to not sign Clowney. So, uh, Sounds like the Browns want him. I mean, that makes sense. They got money. They got no hope most years. <laughs> so just do something. Yeah. The uh, Baltimore Ravens are on the clock with Ryan Meharry at 60. You don't have that same divisional hatred. So uh, let's nope. see what the juice comes through. Why the fuck do they have so many picks? <laughs> they traded Clayus Campbell. Oh, no, they got Clayus Campbell. What am I talking about? Yeah. That's what uh, I mean. Yeah, I don't know who they, who they get. Who'd they trade? I don't know. I don't so know. they have a first and oh, two seconds. Oh, they got seconds. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Oh, with the that's right. That's right. That's silly. Um, Damn it. So the, we're going to give uh, Josh ja- – uh, oh, God. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, some, uh, some more help up front. Uh, we got Ronnie Stanley. We're going to help on the interior of the offensive line, and we're going to take a – Boom or bust uh, guy, uh, somebody who's super, super strong, athletically gifted, some uh, injury issues in the past. We're going to take uh, Natain Muti, uh, offensive lineman from Fresno State. All right. Ooh. Another uh, lineman off the board. Interesting to monitor that. You know, that's been three in the last 10 picks, uh, interior offensive lineman. So it's uh, interesting to watch here in this part of the draft. Back on the board are the Tennessee Titans at pick 61. Um, the Titans trying to relive that magic of a year ago. I'm going to look at this over here uh, for, I'm going to say 10 to 20, 30 seconds. If you guys want to discuss something here. Well, I had a thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we're going back to revisit things, James's pick of Lynn Bowden for – the Cowboys just made me think of like a backfield of Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and Lynn Bowden. What sort of crazy gadget plays or yeah, read it'll be insane. Videos. Um, they would be able to play some of the um, uh, uh, not the pony. What's the uh, straight to the running back? Wow, Wildcat. Wildcat. Yeah, for sure, because, like, Lynn Bowden has so much experience running the ball as the quarterback. I mean, that dude averaged, like, 170 yards or something like that rushing. Um, yeah, go watch some of his tape. He's really exciting. I don't, I don't know how great his route running is because I'm not really knowledgeable, but uh, 
in that in that aspect, but he's really fun to watch. I'd say you're I would love it for most aspects. What's that? I'd say you're not knowledgeable in most aspects. I don't understand what you're saying. I I still don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean? You're not a very bright guy. Just so you know, I have the Kansas City Chiefs pick coming okay, up. All right, all so, right. Take it easy. Take yeah, it you. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy. Um, all right. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they beat the Titans in the playoffs this year, and I'm picking for the Titans at 61. In the first round, they selected Josh Jones, tackle, the future replacement uh, of Jack Conklin. And I'm looking, you know, they got several interesting needs, especially, I don't know if you, if you guys think that the Titans will come back next year, but um, I'm going to go with a guy who feels like he, you know, could have an interesting upside defensively. Um, and add him with Harold Landry and Vic Beasley on the edge. It's going to be Terrell Lewis out of Alabama going to the Titans at 61. Good pick. Uh, adding Good their pick. Pass rush. Thank you, James. We have that's my final pick going to the Green Bay Packers, the G Men to the G Man himself, the double G Man. Greg, what are you thinking for the Packers? They have not, have they picked? They had, I picked uh, Zach Bond for them. Zach Bond, first round. So, second pick for the Packers. Uh, I'm sorry, who did you just take for the Titans? Uh, Terrell Lewis, the edge of Alabama. Ah, good pick. Good pick. I like it. Very high upside. Thank you. Um, all right, the uh, Packers are going to need a second as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, um, I think this uh, mock situation – guys been reading the mocks out there i see so many different takes third round guys in the first round first round guys in the third round the second round's all over and yeah uh, yeah it feels like a year where we don't really there's a lot less known and maybe that's because of the pandemic you know uh and people being so separated maybe i think maybe everybody making the mock drafts they might be more in the dark and in the blind right now because everybody's in the blind yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be pretty wild. I think we're going to see names in the first round that we're going to be like, who? Uh, their names, like, on some of these, looking at some of these other big boards uh, across the internet, there's guys that are, like, all over the place. One name that I hear that I know uh, a lot of people like is a wide receiver who's way down the list, uh, Quintez uh, Cephas. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of him. Uh, people like him. I've, I've seen of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. It's a cool name. You Very cool, cool name. name. Antonio Gandy Golden uh, is another one that I've followed a little bit that I like. Yeah, I like that name too. There's another name, Benjamin name. Victor from Ohio State. I don't know if maybe Greg has ever heard of Benjamin Victor. I have. I know the name, but his. Position escapes me. Receiver. Uh, yeah, probably towards Michigan. How does uh, the pa how do the Packers feel now? Uh, the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know about scheme fit here. I know they were pretty bad against the run, and they need some defensive line help. So I'm going to go with a D lineman whose biggest knock is probably his ability to pass rush. 
uh, is much more of a, a run stuffer. I'm going to take Raquan Davis from Alabama. Thank you. All right. Back to back Alabama. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that wraps up Greg's first two rounds here in the draft. Um, going to James, as he previously alluded to, the Kansas City Chiefs at pick sixty-three, in the first round. Uh, as I said in the beginning, they selected center Cesar Ruiz, and here they are on the board again. James, what do you like for the Chiefs? Um, here's what I like for the Chiefs. You know, I originally was going to go with. Um, uh, I was I was going to go with defense here, um, and I was going to help them on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I also know, like I've read rumors about them potentially being interested in in trading up to get Henry Ruggs if he falls into the twenties, uh, which makes me, you know, like it, it shows me that they're still interested in building up their offense. I know that they're going to lose some people soon. And, and, and I also think that there could be depth at this position. And I, I just think this player is really, really special and will add a lot to their team. So I'm going to give them uh, running back Cam Akers from oh. Florida State. There it is. Cam Akers to the Chiefs. Ryan likes it at the uh, end of round two. Yeah, I mean, who's on the board? Uh J.K. Dobbins is one of the top-rated running backs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Well, uh, yeah, actually, I, I would be, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like this pick. I like this pick. I, I think Cam Ak- Cam Akers is a is a much better receiver than uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I mean, I would like. I, I think I would like secondary here for the Chiefs. Um, I know I looked at that, but it's there's. I, I don't know that I, I really loved the what's on the table still yeah um at this right. point yeah I, mean, I think it's it fits uh i almost went Mahari, i almost went josh Uke. oh uh, i would have been cool with that josh you yeah yeah some, some people say uche i think that was me earlier is it uh, uche i don't even know <laughs> no i'm making it up i'm a michigan fan and i couldn't even tell you <laughs> Uh, Ryan Meharry, take us home. Uh, pick 64 for the Seattle Seahawks. They've taken two defensive linemen, helped out their pass rush. What would you like them to, to do here? Uh, I'm torn between two players. Uh, a guy I would not have been mad at if uh, the Chiefs had taken him, uh, Ashton Davis, the safety out of California. Uh, I'm not sure. That was, so, that was passive aggressively aimed at me, I can tell. No, I, uh, oh, it wasn't passive. <laughs> <laughs> I could also maybe maybe want to give the uh, the Seahawks some O line help, um, and you know what? That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take uh, Jonah Jackson, offensive lineman from Ohio State. There you go, Ohio State. Jonah Jackson. That rounds out uh, the second round. Um, again, another interior offensive lineman. I think that says something about the way we personally feel about the need for interior offensive line and the league and looking around, perhaps I think maybe we will see more tackles pushed up to the first two rounds. Maybe will that will, will that cause receivers to fall? Will that cause receive, you know, will they feel the same way about like, just interesting how many receivers will go in the first two rounds in the first three rounds, how many tackles, uh, what would you guys look at the board and 
were there any surprises to you in the way that the draft fell in terms of where the certain positions went or where value was in us, just four guys trying to do this, any surprises? I mean, that the offensive line class seems to be just as good as wide receivers, even like it's just so deep on the offensive line across uh, uh, at all five positions, seemingly. Yeah. Um, it certainly feels that way to me. Uh, James, did you have any thoughts? I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that like, there's still some really great running backs on the board right now. Um, I mean, there's no way JK Dobbins makes it out of the, or, or doesn't make it out of the second round. So I feel like that was probably a mistake at some point. I mean, um, one of these, I, mean, maybe. I, I think a couple of these running backs could end up in the third round for sure. Uh, there's just yeah, so deep. True. Uh, I think um, the defensive linemen maybe that got taken in the second round, you know, because uh, we were trying to fill needs. Honestly. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe those are some guys that I could see maybe falling a bit more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be – when I did a mock draft of certain a certain type, uh, I only did – I did a mock draft where you could only mock him if the team had officially met with that player prior to the draft. And that was just – it doesn't mean that – I mean, teams are going to draft plenty of guys that they didn't meet with, but it's just another exercise. And – I, what it helped me do was see which players had been met with a lot of teams and which positions were meeting with a lot of teams. And the running backs, to me, I think could go higher, I feel like. I feel like they might even go higher than expected and that there might be a couple in the first round. And the reason yeah, I, I think that is I think that the league itself is starting to counterbalance the last 10 years and put more value uh, into the running back position in, in a certain way. But also I think this year of uncertainty teams might feel a little bit more compelled because they feel that a running back is a bit of a safer pick. Just be like, I think we're getting a really good player here in cam makers. I'm, we really don't know a lot about these guys physically and our interview process was totally different. I just feel strongly that I can put cam makers in my offense and something good will happen. So to me, I'm almost wondering if they'll go earlier because it's more, it feels like more uh, risk aversion to me to take a running back. Yeah. Yeah. I know, the Steel, I know the Steelers have talked to uh, every single major running back, have met with them virtually, uh-huh. all, the, all, the, all the main prospects, which makes it very obvious that, that they're into it. But one thing I'll say about Cam Akers is I've, I've read several – People have said that he was a he he had a really bad offensive line in Florida State, and that he is a better runner and pass catcher than Dalvin Cook was at Florida mm. State. Um, Dalvin Cook is good. He's very good. Very good. Uh, Greg, final thoughts. I scanned it really quick out of curiosity, and we had seven guys from Bama and eight from LSU go in the first round. So I guess, or in the first two rounds. So I guess my final thought is college football sucks and doesn't have enough parity, NFL. (laughs) I agree a thousand percent about that. Where are the guys from Ohio University, Greg? The OU guys? Uh, You know, Dave Zastadil, is he still in the league? (laughs) Uh, You know, hey, the Mac, the Mac as a whole, we turn guys out. You know, it's J.J. Watt, Antonio Brown, James Harrison, Antonio Gates, Julian Edelman, Ben Roethlisberger. We, we churn them out. Um, last question. I really, 
James, Greg, honestly, do you hate that pick, Cole Komet? Uh, I, I don't love it. I don't love it. <laughs> That's I fine. I don't uh, – just because I think that um, tight end is such a tough position to learn that I don't think they would use that second-round pick on, on somebody to sit for a year because they yeah. know that Ben's got like one or two years left. Uh-huh. So I think they're going to get somebody that can come in and contribute immediately on offense. Uh, Greg? Yeah, I think it's it's got – to me, it's got to be a wide out or a uh, a running back or, or someone who can start immediately on the line. But uh-huh. I don't hate – like James, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I do it's think – It's just a future pick. It's a future pick. It's not a pick that's going to help us uh-huh. win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do think, uh, and just as just not a Steelers or a Cole Komet comment, this is more of a uh, another general comment. I do think tight ends are increasing in value right now uh, this year. True. Just the way we've seen them go after players like Greg Olson and, and Jimmy Graham and Hayden Hurst, a second-round pick. And, like, you're just looking around, and I think the teams are feeling a little bit, like, panicked and, like, Rob, Rob Gronkowski's coming back. It's like yeah. I think that there's, there's not a, a lot of great ones. No. So I think they're like, we'll do anything for a tight end. And I think they'll go higher than people say. Well, with that in mind, though, James, could you see, uh, we talked about it earlier, now that Gronk's in Tampa, could you see the Steelers offering a pick for O.J. Howard? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It it depends on what his contract is. is. Yeah. Yeah. He still has rookie deals, so. Can't be that bad. Yeah. Well, uh, that – Maybe it's like maybe he's a third. I mean, a third round. Yeah, I, think I don't think they give up a third. I think yeah. third would be just because. Yeah, it seems like he really fell out of favor with Tampa Bay. What what could have gone wrong in Tampa Bay? They were a passing offense. He's a pass catching tight end. Like Bruce Arians is a passing guy, and he's not fit. So it's just kind of worried. I wonder where where, where maybe he's just not going to work. I wonder if he, I wonder. I bet would it be shocking? Yeah, if he's on the training block. We yeah, uh, yeah for sure. All right. Well, that wraps up the second round of our two-round mock draft, guys. This was uh, really fun. I'm glad we yeah. uh, got to continue this. I would, uh, I would love to do a, a third round, but you know the draft's almost here, so uh, uh, we can sit and marinate on this for a while and then uh, think about the next thing. Yeah. Well, we talked that about doing good. a watch along for the draft on Thursday. If we still want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm down. Uh, Thursday, 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, the first round of the NFL Draft virtually. Do we know how to watch it? Is it on ESPN? I don't know how to watch or? it, yeah. yeah it'll I don't be on know. ESPN, NFL Network, I think, usual spots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have cable, so <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that's that. Uh, watch my – Private Kokomo with Ryan Meharry. Is that right? My own private Kokomo. That's My own private yeah. Kokomo. I'm too effing high with James Mastriani and First Hand, the podcast with Greg Gallant. Uh, and I have a show called Goofballs, and we talk about football as well. So uh, thanks, Ryan, James, and Greg, for wrapping this up. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode of the Turf Show Draft Podcast. Tune in for the draft. That's it. <laughs>